0: Anyway, I've cried so much this morning it's really loud up here isn't it so anyway um, I feel like we could just like end the service here and it'd be really really just a wonderful day in the kingdom <laughs> God is just so good yes. and I just had somebody come up to me and she said hey when I was um, praying this morning um, the Lord told me that he is giving you a reset today and I actually feel like I'm totally taking that for me but I want you guys to take that and I think by the end of this you'll know what he means by that because it's going to be a reset for you. The other thing is I just realized I got my purse and I got two sets of glasses out. One to wear and then one to change when I read the smaller print. And I immediately thought how stupid it is of us to have glasses. Yeah. You know, we I've said this before, we all just put on our glasses and think that's just normal, but we you know, are totally going after raising people from the dead. We're totally going after all of this healing. We see all kinds of things happen, but we don't pray for our own eyes. We just put on our glasses, like it's just like we're eating breakfast. So anyway, that came to me. So, is there anybody out there that has actually had their sight changed? That they, that they've had a healing with eyesight? Anybody in here? Raise your hand. Okay, raise your hands. Like that's something to celebrate. So. You, there's two of you, right? At the end of service, I actually want you to come up, and our ministry team will help you with this. But I want you to come up because you've had breakthrough or healing in that area, and I want you to pray for anybody that comes to you that has glasses and wants to see. (laughs) So you guys are the breakers in that. So we need to multiply it out. So you're going to have to be bold and courageous. I mean, God did that for you, and he's not a respecter of persons. So I think as we don't um, just get used to those things, like, oh, I just wear glasses, so that we're going to see breakthrough. So I will be in one of your lines. All right. So when I asked the Lord, um, when I was praying and asking the Lord what he wanted me to speak on this morning, I really just felt the only weight I felt anything on was, um, not the... Everything he says doesn't have weight. But what I really felt the weight on was getting our, al- our bodies in alignment with heaven. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, I was just thinking about all the amazing speakers we've had just this year we've had joy, we've had deliverance, we've had healing, we've had fire, we've had glory, we've had passion, we've had all of this stuff. And I'm thinking, you know what? It hit me full force. I'm going to tell you a short story in a minute, but it hit me full, full force that, you know what? If our bodies aren't in, li- in alignment with heaven, none of that stuff works. None of that, we can't, we can't have the fullness of what God wants for us if our bodies are out of alignment with heaven. So what does that look like? We all basically know the typical things we're to do and we've read and we've heard and we've listened and we know, but I feel like God's gonna shift some things for you today. So, you know, we talk about the spirit a lot. We talk about the soul a lot. You know, we talk about like, okay, if we're gonna have our body, soul, and spirit aligned to heaven and our soul is over here because of a situation or circumstance, our soul is our mind, will, and emotions. So you all know we can go over here in our soul or our flesh. So that can get out of alignment. Or our spirit can get out of alignment because we're not feeding it, we're not nourishing it, we're not reading the Word, we're you know get kind of stagnant or we might go through a wilderness period or whatever, so we kind of feel it like we're dry over here. Same thing with our body. If it's not in alignment with heaven and it's over here somewhere because we're not treating it well then we're going to have repercussions from that. And it's not going to be in alignment with heaven. So um, I thought about people. How many of you have had food poisoning? Yeah, A lot of people have been to Mexico. <laughs> no, um, sorry. But that's where Paul and I got it for five days. I thought we were dying seriously close. Um, and we had it at the same time. it's horrible. But anyway, um, God is good. <laughs> But you know if you've had food poisoning or you've had the flu really badly, you know how you feel in your mind, will, and emotions. So man, you go over here and it's really a challenge to get your mind focused and stay in alignment with heaven when your body is sick with food poisoning. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So um, I'm gonna tell you a brief snippet of a story with a slash testimony. So last fall, um, Mary and I were teaching at CSSM in Pickerington um, one evening, and we co-taught. And I can't even remember what we spoke about, but I do remember that I veered off and started talking about getting your bodies in alignment with heaven. And I have no idea, because I just went there, and I thought, what in the world? And then (laughs) in retrospect, now I get it, because then several weeks later, I got to see and experience a little bit what bringing your body into alignment meant, really meant. So anyway, um, on a random Monday night, feeling really strong, feeling really good, had been to Florida, had gotten a lot of exercise. I, I loved to swim. I'd been swimming every day for hours and hours and hours. I'd spent hours in the pool swimming doing laps. Felt really good. One random Monday after I got back, I started having abdominal pain on my right side. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. So, you know, just kind of ignore it. Well, I woke up on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> I was in such excruciating pain. I'm like, what the heck? This has got to be a spiritual thing because, like, I don't, I, I've been feeling great. There's nothing wrong. So um, long story short, I came to staff meeting. Um, they prayed for me. And then I went into the soaking room for a while and um, it got worse. (laughs) Like, oh. So, you know how you try to, like, no, I believe, and it's like, it got worse. So, I'm like, is that me making that noise with my earring? I'm noted for doing that. Um, So, anyway, I drove over to urgent care and they saw me for about five minutes and said, we're gonna send you to the ER. So, I went to the ER. And they did their little thing, and they did a scan, and they came in and they said, "The good news is you don't have appendicitis." And I'm like, "Yes." And they go, "The bad news is you have um, an abdominal mass that's about this big. It's about seven inches by whatever he said." And I'm like, "Hmm." And I want to go home. And <laughs> he said, "And you need to go to the hospital." I was like, "Oh, so." Ended up going to the hospital, and um, you know they did all of their tests and all of their thing. And so I'm going to backtrack just a little bit here. So I was in the hospital, and I get a word, a Voxer. If you guys don't know what Voxer is, it's like a walkie talkie type thing. So yes, I know you all know. <laughs> they might not know, but anyway, I know now. <laughs> So I get this boxer, um, actually it was a forwarded boxer from Ryan Rhodes, and one of the young adults was going to worship on Tuesday night, and he got a vision from the Lord about, he was praying for me, and he got a vision from the Lord about what was going on. And so he didn't quite know what to do with that vision, so he asked the Lord for a confirmation. And the Lord, he saw an angel immediately. And the Lord told him, "That's a healing ministry, ministering angel that I'm sending to her to help her through the healing process." Okay, so I get this box. I'm sitting in the, <laughs> I'm sitting in my room. I get this box. I'm like, "There it is." Like I already know that Jesus is done, I mean, I know Jesus has done everything on the cross for me, and this body is going to come into alignment. I know that. I have no doubts about that. And then I hear healing process, and I'm like, "Hmm." Okay, that tells me there's going to be a process. What a, and I'm not going to battle this over here because I already know Jesus did it. So that tells me that the Lord is going to be teaching me some things. And he is going to take me through a process to teach me some things. So I was perfectly fine with that. Well, the poor surgeon just like didn't get me at all. So he's like looking at Paul. Uh, Paul's saying nothing, <laughs> and the surgeons tell me, well, I mean, worst case scenario, I'm not even going to go there. Worst case scenario, and he, he's going like, and I'm, I'm literally going to him, shh, 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 because I don't want to hear what he has to say, but I'm trying to be polite and let him do his thing, because, you know, I'm there. I mean, you know, he's, he's the surgeon. but. The only reason I let him talk, and I told Jed, he's not here, but I told Jed this, is because he reminded Paul and I so much of Jed. We're like, he's such a nice guy. So I'm just going to, and he had his mannerisms. I really loved his heart. And I'm like, okay, we'll give him like five minutes. So he's telling us this stuff. And I'm like already in my head going, I've got healing ministering angels. So I told him, I said, you know what? I I don't mean to be rude, but I'm not going down your highway. I said, because I believe in God. I'm a Christian. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in healing. And this is the way I'm going. And we're we're doing a whole alternative route. I didn't even know what alternative route was. I just said it. I'm going down an alternative, holistic route. (laughs) So he's just like, okay, but you understand. I go, I totally get what you're saying. So he hands me his card as in, real real nice guy, hands me his card as in I'll be be hearing from you in a couple hours. So I take his card, and he did tell me, he goes, I knew you were going to tell me that. I knew you were going to say you wanted to leave. So we left, checked out, and we left. So that started the um, process of what does holistic and what does getting your body in alignment with heaven look like. And the cool thing was, is God had sent, see, I already knew he had sent the ministering healing angel because all of my pain left. I was in excruciating pain. So he had said to me, well, what about your pain? I go, I don't have any pain. Because, see, I already knew, so I couldn't, that's why I couldn't listen to his scenario because it's like, it doesn't even make sense in God's kingdom, and he's already here, and he's already taking care of the pain, so if he's taking care of the pain, he's going to take me through a process, I'm so willing to go on his process with him. So anyway, all of that to say God needs the church, he needs the church, his church, our bodies, um, to be healthy and so we can accomplish his will so we can be healthy and functioning well. There are some of you that are on this track. So you know maybe you'll glean something from this, but there's like, still glean something, but there's like, many of you are on this track. Like I know the kinder connects are, I don't even, I hardly, I'm never gonna see them or talk to them, but I know when I see on Facebook posts that they did the savage race, I'm like, savage race? That sounds intense and that means your body has to be in alignment to be able to handle something like that. So I know that they are. I know like the shears do all organic, and there's other people. There's young adults that, that get this. And they have their bodies in alignment. It's really cool. But the one thing is, are we walking in divine health? There's a difference. That's, this stuff's all wonderful, and it's a step in the right direction, or many steps in the right direction. But God wants us to walk in divine health. And I don't know anybody that's like ne- never, ever gets sick. If, if you know them, I want to know them, because I want them to lay hands on me. And there may be I mean I'm sure there is we just don't know about it so um, for many of us it's going to take a lifestyle change not a New Year's resolution not a diet I don't even like to hear the word diet it makes me mad Fasting sugar and carbs for a minute like how many of us have went ah, I fasted sugar for 30 days That's awesome I've done this so many times. What happened to the other 11 months you know what I mean it's like that didn't really mean anything because I didn't change the style of my life. It's a lifestyle change. So I have to change the style of my life in regards to my body. Changing, we all know, but it means make or become different. To alter, to amend, to modify, to revise, to refine, to reshape, to refashion, to revamp, to, re- to rework, to tweak. We have to do something different. And I think the problem for many of us is if we don't have pain, you know, we just go about our ways. We just expect our bodies to do we probably don't think much about our bodies, a lot of us. It's just like, well, they just need to do what they need to do because I need them to do that. Well, they're probably going, wait a minute, you know, I'm I'm not getting treated very well. (laughs) And I don't want to do that because I'm not getting treated very well. Our bodies speak to us. So I think a lot of times like people with high blood pressure, many times they don't even know they have high blood pressure because it doesn't hurt. And so if something doesn't hurt, we don't attend to it. Or we procrastinate, which, again, it's a lifestyle change that we have to do. I know that God spoke to me. I always say God has spoken to me many, many months about exercise. And Paul, lovingly, and I'm serious about that, he'll go, Cheryl, he's been talking to you for years. And I'm like, well, that's many, 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 many minutes. (laughs) You know, it's like... Because he does, but he does it in such a kind way. He's, going, He's been talking to you about exercise. You've been talking about exercise for years. I'm not one that particularly likes it, so I'm changing my mind about those things. Because you know, we know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It's not going to happen. So this isn't new news for you guys. But just listen up, because maybe something will hit you, and then you won't be standing in front of a doctor listening to his worst-case scenario. If you grab a hold of it in your spirit, and you actually do a lifestyle change. So, and what we have to remember is that God will change, help us change our habits and our attitudes if we ask Him. If we talk to Him about it, He'll honor our intentions. And then we also have to remember, and I never give much play at all to the enemy, but we're also intelligent people and we know wisdom, we know what the Word says. We have an enemy, and His assignment is to still kill and destroy us. So we have to be sure there are no landing strips. In our life, when it comes to our health, so we have—he we, only has as much access as we give him. But what kind of access are we giving him? Through complacency, laziness. I'm speaking to myself. Laziness, you know, like I'll do that later. I don't have time. You know, that's those little foxes of compromise that come in. So you know, a, a good question for all of us to ask is, what are we compromising when it comes to our health? Because seriously, if this doesn't work, the rest of us not going to last very long. We cannot fulfill the fullness of our destiny if our body. I mean, look at the people that you know that have been sick or chronically ill or have you know, something that's going on all of the time, the chronic stuff. It's really hard for them to bounce back and really to be where they want to be. So we need to really take seriously about taking care of ourselves. And one of the, the things we'll say is I don't have time, I don't have time to exercise. I found out I don't have time not to exercise. If I don't exercise, I'm, and I'm just starting. I want you to know I am not there by any means. I'm starting because Paul let me get a pool. <laughs> so I'm starting. So that's why you have to find what you like to do. And because when you enjoy it, you're going to do it, whether it's walking or whatever. But for me to go on a treadmill or something like boring, to go to a gym, I've, I've done so many, and it's just like, I don't go. And it's like, why? So anyway, or money. People say, I can't afford to eat healthy. We as American culture cannot afford not to eat healthy. We are so bombarded, and you all know this, with the pesticides, the GMOs, all of the stuff. You've all read the stuff, you all know, you've all heard. So it's like we can't afford not to eat healthy. And so the thing is, is what we have found out is we've done, like mostly, I'd probably say, well, all organic. I mean, that's our target. It's all organic. When we go to the store, that's what I buy. is everything's organic, and, you know like when we go out to eat and that kind of thing, I try to make really good decisions, which you know, we've all said that, well, I'll make a good decision, and then whatever. I'll just have a couple of fries. So it's like making good decisions about that, and it's still funky food in restaurants, and we know that. So because I use so many oils and all that stuff. But anyway, um, what we have found is, that because we don't and actually, he brought it up to me. It's like because we don't eat fast food, that we've saved so much money. Because I probably eat fast food every day. Just come driving back and forth to here because Tim Hortons is right there. Coffee on the way, chicken heat on the way home. So it's like, tch, tch, tch. so we've spent, we've saved so much money by not eating out and going to fast food that actually has covered the organic. It's probably more than covered the organic food that we get because it's really not that expensive. A lot of places like fresh time. So, anyway. So, just having said that all of your excuses. Mm. So, I think it's also like when when we become aware, we become accountable. And that's so big in the kingdom. When we become aware, we become accountable. I was really good at becoming aware for other people. <laughs> for other I can be so aware for you, but mm. So now I'm aware he has my full attention, and I don't like it that it was a forced thing, but he was still so gracious to cover me in that, that even though it was forced, it's like, I get it now, God. I mean, sometimes he just has to hit us over the head. So anyway, Um, divine health. I was thinking about this. The church is as sick as the world. They are. We're as sick as the world. You know, like you think about all the people come in the healing rooms, all the people come in Sozo. everybody's sick, everybody's got something. Probably half the people in here, three-fourths, probably have something wrong with them. It's like we should be walking in divine health. What does that look like? Why haven't we tapped into that? Because we're too busy. Our bodies will just do what we want them to do when we want them to because we gotta go. we've got to go. We've got stuff going on. Our bodies are going to slow us down if we aren't kind to them. So we have to learn, and it's going to be different for every single person. We have to learn what divine health is for you, for you, for you. It's like Teresa and I were talking. I'm on a whole juice thing. I love it, if Paul makes it for me. I love it, <laughs> I because it's very time consuming. So he was very generous for eight, seven months he has been doing that. But so and when, he, and when he misses and I have to do it, I'm like, oh. But I drink it because I, I really like it. And I've been juicing and detoxing, and it feels really good. Teresa did it. She thought she was going to die. So it's different for every person. Just because of what one person does, does so that's why we have to go, Holy Spirit, who's our teacher, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do for this body? What does Sean need to do for his body? We need to tune in. He's just waiting for us to talk to him. I, yeah, it took me a while. It just took a while. I'm like, and this is what I tell other people I'm like, hello. Like, I wouldn't drink water in sozo sessions because I didn't want to interrupt the session and get up. So, I was dehydrated to the max. And it's like, how stupid is that? I won't drink water. So, it'd be like, I'd go all day and not drink water because I didn't want to have to interrupt a session. So, now I'm like, here's my water, I'll be drinking, I'll be leaving, I'll come back. Because I get it now. It's like that, uh, my body's not going to last very long, and I'm not going to be doing that very long if I'm not even putting water in here. So, think about that. You guys, there's a lot of dehydrated people out there. (laughs) So, (laughs) just saying, I see you no. (laughs) Yes, we have our probably, I don't even want to think about the chemicals. All right. um, First Corinthians 619. We all know this scripture, but it hit me in a different way. It says, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom, whom you have received from God, that you are not your own, that you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. I got to thinking about, I've heard that. I mean, we know that scripture and I'm like, hmm, this is where Holy Spirit is housed. This is where he lives. And it says to honor God with your body. I'm like, am I honoring God with my body? Are you honoring God? This isn't a condemnation or judgment, by the way. Are you honoring your God with your body? You know, we need to think about that. The temple is a dwelling place. It actually conveys the idea that bodies are, that our bodies are a sacred place in which the Spirit not only lives, but is worshiped, is reverenced, and is honored. So our body is not only the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, he lives there. Like, what's that like for him? Probably gets kind of clogged up once in a while. So he lives there, and it's a place of worship. Our bodies is a place of worship. It's a place of honor. It's a place of prayer. It's a place of intercession. That's our physical bodies. I don't think we think about that, or at least I didn't enough. So how do we make our bodies a clean vessel? Like, you know, we know our standard things, but how do we make our our bodies a clean vessel? I always think about maintenance, and we've talked about this. Um, It's like car, it's car maintenance. We've all heard that. I've added a few things. Like our soul, we know that that's our mind, will, and emotions. So we wanna make sure that that filter is clean, just like we do the filters in our car. We wanna make sure that the filter is clean. That's why we have inner healing. That's why we have Sozo. Whatever that looks like for you individually, but it's like to make sure that your soul is really um, cleaned up, that it works well, that the filter is clean. The spirit—it's um, like the the fuel that we put in our cars to make it go. We want it to be the premium. We want it to be the best. I always try to cheat on that. Paul say, "Make sure you put premium." I'm like, and then I'll like kind of go. He's like, "No, you need to put premium in your car to make it run well." Like, okay. Same thing. I hear. See, I pay attention, Paul. I really do. I, I salute <laughs> I you today, Father's Day. So our spirits are are being fed. They're being fueled by the Word, by worship, by prayer, by fellowship with one another. So we want our spirits to be really healthy. And the same thing with our bodies. Like the the um, body of a car, we know we check the tires and the brakes and the lights and the engine. We want to make sure that the the car of our the body of our car is in alignment the same thing with our physical body we want to make sure it's in alignment so you might wonder well how's that how do you do that well the very first thing is it starts with our thoughts everything starts with our thoughts because our mind speaks to our brain and our brain speaks to our body In Colossians it says um, Colossians 3 2 it says set your mind on things above I'm actually going to read Philippians even though you probably know it I love this. Oh, this is when we go to this pair, but I won't need these after I get prayer from one of those girls. So, um, it says what so we want our minds set on the things above, the things of the Lord, and in Philippians it says whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what is whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent, Excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So those are the things that we're to have our, our eyes set on, our mind set on. So that keeps um, our soul. It really helps with keeping our soul uh, where it needs to be. So I talk about will, which is our attitude. And attitude is the posture of your heart. Where is the posture of your heart? Check your heart. So we can check all these things with the Lord. We can just ask him, and he'll tell us. It's really awesome. So the posture of your heart. Because the posture of your heart will allow you to make good decisions in situations. So it's kind of like we talk about the mouth, whatever we speak out, this is a container of life, whatever we speak out is life or death. That's the same thing with our attitude, our posture of heart. So if my posture of heart is, I hate exercise, I'll make really negative choices. Because I can tell you, if I'm like, I hate exercising, and I just hate exercising, and I'm thinking on those things, and I'm confessing those things, and my posture, my heart is not even thinking about uh, exercise, all my time will get eaten up, and I won't have time to exercise. And I have to remember that that is a ploy of the enemy to get in there to still kill and destroy our physical bodies. So if you get nothing else out of this, remember the enemy is after your body. And what are you going to do about it so you don't give him access and I don't give him access? Boy, I'm going to eat my words about exercise and I can feel it coming on. (laughs) But we do. I mean, we have to remember that God will help us change our habits and attitudes if we ask him. So just a couple questions to ask him would be, where am I compromising when it comes to my health? So that's something you can ask the Lord. Just write it down. What, where am I compromising when it comes to my health? Another question is, um, what can I do to enhance my health? And again, we all know the basics. I'm going to go over a couple of those. And it's like, wah, wah, because we already know them. But maybe something will grab a hold of you. So what can I do to enhance my, my health? Teresa and I were talking about this the other day. It's like, do I love my body? That's another question for you to ask. The Lord, do I love my body? Think about it. We think we do, but do we love our bodies? How many times we th- say, probably growing up more than like, you know, 55 and older, <laughs> I don't know. But like, you know, growing up, you know, I'm too fat, I'm too skinny, I'm not tall enough, I'm not short enough. It's on and on and on and on. I think as we get older, we appreciate our bodies a little more so we're not so hard on them. But I still had a friend a couple years ago that had fallen several times. And she kept referring in a conversation, it's my bad foot, my bad foot, my bad foot. It's like, oh my gosh, well, your bad foot, you've, <laughs> you've broken, you've sprained, you've strained. It's like, stop talking to your foot like that. <laughs> so, or like how we talk about, um, and I was guilty of this. Oh, that probably just hurts because I'm getting older. Who told me that? You no, who told me? Oh, I'm getting older, so that's why you have joint pain. No, I probably have joint pain because I don't even hydrate. I drink a glass of water a day, so you know my joints aren't appreciating me very much. So it's like we just need to look at what the root cause is instead of just blowing things off. All right. So ask yourself, do I love my body? We have people do this in Sozo all the time. No, actually, we tell we tell them to say, "I love my body. I choose to live fully in this body because if we're not." Choosing to live fully in our body, it's not going to work at full capacity. Okay, so I'll go over the things you already knew. Water, water, water. You already know that. 8 to 10 glasses a day. Just be paying attention. What kind of water are you drinking? I didn't even know there's a whole world of differences out there. You know, water is water. I mean, I knew that there's chemicals and stuff, but I never knew the extent. And you can wear yourself out because what one person says, the other person says the opposite, kind of like politics. So you don't know. It's like, is this good? Probably not. This is just city water that's been tweaked a little bit. So anyway, check out your water. I mean, ask the Lord about it. What about my water? Is it funky? I think our water's funky. Sleep. I hear people say all the time, I'll sleep. <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm like, hmm, well you might die a little bit earlier if you don't get some sleep. <laughs> it's like, you know, what's the trade-off there? It's like, no, nah, I'll just sleep when I'm dead. It's like, I've heard staff members say, I'll sleep when I'm dead. (laughs) It's like, hmm, we really do need sleep. Obviously, we all know that. That's what restores and rejuvenates and and heals our body. Exercise, again, just move. Find something you like to do. Rest is a big one. Now, I will say to Paul on any given day, I think you need to rest because he works like a machine. I mean, you don't even know. He works like a machine, and I I don't want to be negative and say, hey, you're not 20 anymore. So I'm just like, you know, I think you need to rest. And he's like, I don't need to rest. Yeah, sometimes you just need to rest. And rest can look different from, for everyone. Sometimes it's just taking a walk. Uh, maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's going to lunch with a friend. Maybe It's whatever brings you peace. That's what rest is. Whatever brings you peace. Just set a t- aside that time to rest. Whatever brings you peace. And it's OK to take that time. Because if we don't take the time to do these things, our longevity is going to be shortened. Joy. I love joy. So Proverbs, I have to tell you this story. Proverbs 15, 15, um, it says, The cheerful of heart has a continual feast. The cheerful of heart have a continual feast. I want a continual feast. A cheerful heart is good medicine. We've all heard that. We know it's God's medicine. He's just telling us. But how are we going to have a happy heart when our body's sick because we don't treat it well and our soul's over here because our body... It's like, we got to get it in alignment. So it's just like practical things. Uh, A heart of peace gives life to the body. A heart of peace gives life to the body. And that shalom peace is so important for us to have that peace that just destroys all that other junk in us. Obviously, quality food you all know that. Those kind of things, we just have to... Watch what we put in our mouths, because we can't expect to put in a bunch of junk and then be at our best and 100% you know, physically be able to do all the things we want to do when we're feeding our body junk. It doesn't even make logical sense. You know, it's like, why would we even think? I'm going to put a lot of chemicals, a lot of GMOs, a lot of pesticides. I'm going to do all of this stuff. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to be really busy. And I don't know why my body's sick. Well, it's a cellular. I mean, it goes clear to the cellular level. What are we doing? You know, what are we doing? When I went back to the doctor, she said, well, I'd really like you to do this and this. I so said, I'm not doing any of that because I've worked for eight months to, like, make myself happy. <laughs> so why would I put any of that stuff in it to make myself sick? You know, it doesn't make sense. I'm working on a cellular level here. Has Jesus already done that? Absolutely. But he's teaching me things because it's important for me to know for longevity purposes. So... Okay, so I was reading. I'm going to close. So I was reading Colossians three twelve the other day, and I went, "Whoa, this is a recipe for health." If we just get this, if we just do this, it'll be just amazing. All in it, it would take care of the body, soul, and spirit. We wouldn't have to think about it anymore. So it says, "God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved." <laughs> we're chosen people, and we're holy and dearly loved. Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness humility, gentleness, patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And all of these virtues, wrapped up in love, bind them together so you'll have perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing, as we worship, Uh, with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I thought about that, and I thought, wow, if we could really grasp myself, I mean, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, not having any offenses at all. And again, we know this stuff. But you know what? What do we do with all this stuff we hear all the time? And that's all wrapped up in love, And then it binds us all together in unity. I mean, think about that, because a lot of the sickness we have is from unforgiveness in our hearts, because we can get offended on any given day about numerous things. So binds us together in love. And then we have the peace of Christ that rules in our hearts. And we're thankful. And we have the word of Christ that dwells in us richly. And remember, we have Holy Spirit that's living in there. And then we just have our praises. And whatever we do, we're doing in the name of Jesus with a grateful, thankful heart. Man, that's all we—that's a recipe right there for keeping our body, soul, and spirit in alignment. But see, we just can't read that, because I've read that a lot of times. It's hit me in a whole different way. I'm like, wow. You know, he didn't waste words when he, when he wrote his words. There's no wasted word in here. It's from his heart to your heart. So what we need to do is just to be willing to, to make changes one step at a time. I know it can be really overwhelming. Um, we could have got so overwhelmed. I mean, I just had to go, Rrr. OK, Holy Spirit. Because like I said, it's going to be different for every person. It's going to look different for every person. So just ask Holy Spirit, because he knows exactly what your body needs. And he knows exactly how to keep you in alignment with heaven. So just a real funny thing on laughter and joy. I've been finding that I'm laughing a lot, probably in, in, inappropriately at times. So I know, because I'll catch myself, i think, they're like serious, serious. And I'll just fill this thing, and I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so, but anyway, the other day, I was driving through Culver's, not because I was getting it. My granddaughter <laughs> wanted a cement mixer, which is milkshake. So we're going through the drive through with my daughter-in-law and my granddaughter, and I get to the... I pull up, and I don't know, I get twisted in my head sometimes. and So I said, well, what do you want? So she told me, and she said she wanted the, the chocolate one. And I said, okay, a chocolate cement mixer and... She's like, Anna. And I got to laughing because I realized I didn't call it a concrete sure I called it a cement. <laughs> so I'm just like I, couldn't, like, I couldn't speak because I realized what I'd done. And she's like, oh. And I'm trying to tell this person what I want to, re, you know, to go over it. And I got to laughing. My, I'm crying. My head's on the steering wheel. I'm in that place where I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, I am full-blown holy laughter at this time. And I'm like, I don't know what the Lord's doing right now. And my daughter-in-law, and they're like, and I can't get it together. And so I pull up, I try to pull up, I can't hardly drive, I get to the guy with his, I get to the guy, and he's handing me this, and this and I'm trying to pay him, and I'm laughing so hard, I'm out of breath. And I was just like, oh my gosh, and then he goes, have a good day. And that did it for me. I mean, I, that was, I had to pull over. I'm so, and they, they, it took them the longest time They go, we, they don't know what happened. And I'm like, I know what happened. It's just, this is what Holy Spirit does, and it's so fun. And it's like, I'm thinking about how many endorphins were so happy right then. It's like, we need happy endorphins, so just laugh. You know, we need to laugh a lot. So, anyway. So I just have a couple fun facts, because I think they're fun. <laughs> I like fun. So, Just, I mean, when you think about creation and about God creating your body, it really is a spectacular thing. I mean, creation is just incredible. So the human body is estimated to have 60,000 miles of blood vessels. So in that body of yours, Melinda, you have 60,000 miles of blood vessels. That wraps around the earth two and a half times, the earth, and it's like in our bodies. You think God doesn't know what he's doing? It's like he gave us this body, he's like, what are you doing to take care of your blood vessels? Oh, I'm eating a lot of stuff so I can have high cholesterol. I don't know. We just need to like think about these things. You get a new stomach lining every three to four days. I did not know that. I'm like, what happened to the one I had? But I guess it gets, it, I don't know what happens to it. But you get a new one every three to four days. I'm just glad I got a new one. So that works for me. 80% of your brain, which we know is water, so drink up. Keep your brain hydrated. The average human produces, I know you want to know this, 25,000 quarts of saliva in a lifetime. It's enough to fill two swimming pools. (laughs) A human sneeze can travel 100 miles per hour. Like, who decided to clock a human sneeze, and how did they do that? There are so many nerve cells, I find this fascinating, in the human brain that it would take 3,000 years to count them. And I'm like, who figured out it would take 3,000 years to count them? They have to be pretty close to something here. That many nerve cells in your brain. I'm like, only God. Scientists have counted over 500 different liver functions. It's one of the body's hardest-working, largest, and busiest organs. If that's why it's really, the, actually, the liver, it has 500 functions, but the liver is actually what cleans, it cleanses the blood before it goes to any of our other organs. So we want to make sure, in our part of this, that our liver is cleansed. So how do we do that? Go on a liver cleanse. Eat, look up what things to eat to, for a healthy liver. I mean, you can find out these things. I've been really hitting the liver because like, I want my blood to be really good. And it can get clogged with our diet for sure. Your nose can remember 50,000 different scents. I didn't even know there was 50,000 different scents. The strongest muscle in the body is the tongue. <laughs> strongest muscle in proportion to its size. Every time you eat, swallow, or talk, you use your tongue so it gets quite a workout throughout the day. Some, I'm thinking, mine pregnant, really does. But a lot of people get more than others, depending on how much they talk. You use 200 muscles to take one step. I just used 200. That's exercise. I just figured out that was exercise. I just made that up. That's exercise. Yes, I'm exercising. I will be able to tell people I'm exercising, yes. But think about that. 200 muscles to take one step. Think about 10,000. I know a lot of you are on Fitbit, and you're doing 10, to 15,000 steps. Think how many muscles. That really is a workout. That's very, very cool. Um, over 90% of our, our diseases are caused by stress, complications of stress. So 90% of our illnesses, wow. So it's just being like if we're resting and we're sleeping and we're eating well and we're laughing and we're, we've are we got you know Philippians down pat and that kind of thing, our body is going to feel really good. So it's just like it won't be so stressed out. So I think about the people that I hear that say they work you know, 10, 12, 15 hours a day and they hate their job. My question has always been, why? You know, I would never work 10, 12, 15, I shouldn't say never, 10, 12, 15 hours a day at a job that I hated. I would go find a job that I liked but to think, I mean, the stress that that causes emotionally and physically and all that, it's not worth it. It's like, if you're, go- if you're starting here to get to here and it's going to be a short period of time, that's one thing. But there's been literally people that's hated their jobs all their lives. And I'm like, why in the world? It's your life. We only go around one time. So anyway, that's the end of my spiel for this morning. <laughs> so anyway, um, hmm. I don't know what the Lord wants to do, so I'm just going to close out. Sean, do you have something? Okay, come on up. I love it when Sean can just...